up world. It's your past first point guard and trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making this show your first listen. It's coming at you every single weekday, Monday through Friday. So make it your first listen, make it a part of your daily routine and tell your friends to do the same. It's Locked on Blazers, your team every day. In today's show, we're talking a beat down, a good old-fashioned walloping the Blazers out of the loss column after eight straight losses, and they wire-to-wire beat down the Jazz. Feels good to be on the other side. After losing by 40 on Sunday, the Blazers uh, get right against Utah. Talk about that game, do our fastest recap in the West. Uh, Blazers got really nice performances from their wing players, but the big news, Scoot Henderson back in the lineup. Blazers rookie and third overall pick in the 2023 draft, makes his return and wears goggles. We'll talk about that one. And Blazers did all of this without DeAndre Ayton in the lineup. Now they get some time off before a road trip. Thanksgiving off, Friday off so they can get in all their shopping deals. Saturday off so they can watch college football. Then they head out on the road. I guess they're going to travel on Saturday. Probably not as much college football watching maybe as some of us out there. But uh, yeah, nice little nice little streak snapper and a nice little extended break before they head out on the road. That's what we'll do in today's show. Let's just let's get into it. Let's do what we do. Fastest recap in the West. Blazers win 121-105. They never trailed wire to wire. They're up 32-21 after one. With three minutes and 45 seconds left in the first quarter, Tamani Kamara gets the ball in the paint, pump fakes, patiently gets back to his right hand on a jump hook, flips in a little soft jumper, as Lamar Hurd is telling us on the broadcast, that Tumani's actually got more to his game that he hasn't shown us yet. And honestly, if he's shooting patient jump hooks in the paint, we certainly haven't seen that yet, Lamar, and I'd love to see more of it. He flips it in. Lamar's enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. And the Blazers are up 22-12. They never, the Jazz were never back within single digits. That's eight minutes into the game, the three minute and 45 second mark. The Blazers led by double digits for 40 straight minutes in this one. The Jazz were never in it. Blazers led 65-46 at halftime. Utah committed 16 turnovers that led to 19 points in the first half for the Blazers. This is part Utah plays without a point guard. Uh, Keontae George might end up being a good point guard in the league. He's certainly not that now. Colin Sexton's not a point guard. Taylor Horton Tucker's not a point guard. They just—they're missing the person to get those ducks in a row, get those get those puppies in order. Um, it's it it is. Uh, I think part of it is good Blazer defense. Part of it is bad bad Jazz guard play. Um, and sixteen turnovers. Yikes. And the Blazers never looked back. Up 89-73 after three. Jazz never got closer than 15 in the fourth quarter. And Portland cruises 121-105. Blazers led by as many as 32 points. That's your fastest recap in the West. They win 121-105. Here's a stat for you. I read yesterday, Andy Larson in the uh, Salt Lake Tribune. The Jazz had never, had never... Since trading Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert last summer, they had never lost a game by 30. They got stomped last night and lost by 30 to the Lakers. They fly into Portland, both teams on the second night of a back-to-back. The Blazers didn't play like it. The Jazz did, and the Jazz were down 32 to Portland. Utah owns the worst defense, worst defense in the league. Blazers own the worst offense in the league. You know who won that one? The worst offense in the league. 
but the Jazz, needing rhythm, played their dudes at the end of the game. They finished the game on the court with their starters, John Collins and Lowry Market and Jordan Clarkson and Kelly Olynyk, who got the start. On the court, in you know, an extended garbage time run. Blazers played about six minutes with, um, you know, deep, deep bench in there, Ryan Rupert and Skylar Mays. And the Jazz are playing their starters. They would have lost back-to-back games by 30. It's trouble a-brewing for the Utah Jazz, who are now 4-11, the same record as your Portland Trailblazers. Yikes! Let's hit the box score. Jeremy Grant, 30 points on 10 of 13 shooting. Hit another five threes, back-to-back game with five threes. Uh, six rebounds, excuse me, um, I might be giving him a little bit too much credit. I'm misreading the box score. Two rebounds and four assists. Jeremy Grant's 30 and six. Who are you kidding, Michael? But he was really good on offense. He paced the Blazers. Malcolm Brogdon gets the start. Uh, he had 20 points. Blazers played this game without DeAndre Ayton. A late scratch with back spasm. So Duop Reith got the start. And and Wap finished with eight points and four boards. You get 30 from Jeremy Grant, 20 from uh, 20 from Malcolm Brogdon. Tamari Kumar, a really nice game with 12. Shaden Sharp, 14, but a lot of that came late. I thought he was, um, I'm glad he played at the end of the game because he he needs to find a little bit of offensive rhythm. 13 for Matisse Thibel off the bench, 19 and 10 boards for Jabari Walker. uh, That that double-double, if you crave, if you crave these, the uh, parallel double-digit numbers. Uh, The symmetry is just so appealing. Scoot Henderson in his return, three points, seven assists, one of seven from the floor, three turnovers, more on him later. Chris Murray had two to round out the Blazers, scoring. Uh, Larry Markin, 24 to lead the Jazz. Kelly Olenek, 13 points, nine boards, five assists. Uh, Keontae George, 16 points, seven dimes for the rookie uh, Oshai Agbaji, who, who was not in the starting lineup after starting last night, finished with nine off the bench. Simone Fontecchio, eight. Uh, Jordan Clarkson had 13 points, five assists and seven turnovers. Jordan Clarkson played a bad enough game that he might have been a double agent. Like he, 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 he was the Blazers fifth best player. He was so bad. He was so bad. Kept driving into nowhere in the paint, turned the ball over a kajillion times. Um, he's never been a good defender and that was not a thing he did tonight either. Um, a tough one for JC who I like I really enjoy uh, the musical stylings of Jordan Clarkson but he was outrageously bad like I said I think this was a perfect storm the Blazers don't get cheated it's what I like about this team other than the game against OKC where they just got flat out embarrassed they really don't get run out of the gym like they get beat they lose a lot they're gonna lose a ton of games all year long um mostly they stay within 12 without the firepower on offense to come back from a 12 point deficit but they stay you know vaguely in games so you know they're not gonna get cheated because they're competitive and they and they compete on defense um defense has slipped a little bit thanks in large part to um giving up 5,000 points to the thunder like just statistically but like they're competitive on defense if you watch them they compete on defense the, the problem is they can't shoot uh they shot well in this game that always 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 helps. Uh, the Blazers finished 17 of 39 from three. That's 44% from three. Uh, I'm going to willing to wager the Blazers make 17 threes. They'll win every game this year. Um, or, or darn close to it, unless they take like 60. Uh, but it is it like you the Blazers aren't going to get cheated, right? They're not going to get um they're, if when they when they show up at the gym, you know they're going to play hard enough to keep themselves in the game. So you knew against the Jazz when they played well early, they're going to keep themselves in the game. 
the Jazz with you know without the sort of guard play they need, they just don't have it. It's not anywhere on the roster right now. Uh, they can't get themselves into the spaces they want to go. Lowry Markkinen needs someone to set him up. They're really missing that. Um, and they turn the ball over a bunch because the Blazers played really aggressive and active defense. You mix active and aggressive defense, um, an uncharacteristically hot night from three. Blazers made eight threes in the first half, which is, um, they've had a couple games this year where they've made eight eight in all game long. Um, four games this year where they made 10 or fewer. So eight and a half is like a bunch for this team. Um, so it's like, you know the Blazers are going to be competitive. The Jazz aren't playing, the Jazz were not playing well. And the Blazers shoot well. It's just it was a perfect storm. It's a perfect storm. I thought the Blazers were really active on defense, and it was it started with Kamara and and then Jabari Walker and 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 really Matisse Thybulle, who was great off the bench, helped set the tone. They do all this without DeAndre Ayton, and they do all this with Scoot Henderson back in the lineup. Let's talk Scoot. Let's talk the three wings who I think helped really set the tone for a night where Jeremy Grant was just freaking great on offense, and the the defense helped deliver on that one and they got they got really nice play from their young wings let's talk about all of that in the second segment including a little scoot talk join me in that second segment won't ya still a pass first point guard absolutely i usually do that to close the show all right but i am still a pass first point guard and you're still listening to locked on blazers i'm still mike richmond too uh listen this game was won because the blazers played they just outplayed the Jazz from the from the word go, from the word go. Without their starting center, um, who's been one of their best players all year long, they, you know I think Da has kind of struggled a little bit up and down, but he's been he's been solid for a team that has been up and down. Um, didn't miss a beat, and they didn't miss a beat because they went they were able to go small with the second lineup, and and Utah wasn't able to punish them. In fact, the Blazers thrived off the bench. They thrived. Matisse Thibel a plus 24, a Jabari Walker plus 11, uh, Scoot Henderson plus 15. You know, they got they got outscored with the guys in, who played um, at the end of the game. The Jazz outscored the Blazers by 14 in the final six minutes. So um, th- that's going to screw up the plus minus, but a dominant showing by the Blazers bench. And, and Tumani Kamara, who played a bunch of minutes with that, um, that second group, he was really solid. Um, Tumani made threes in this one. He hit two. Jabari Walker made threes in this one, two of three. Matisse Thibel made threes in this one, three of six. If those dudes are going to combine to hit seven three-pointers, the Blazers are going to be hard to deal with because, like I said, they're competitive. They're competitive on defense. The problem is they just can't score, so they haven't been able to, like, um, you know, they haven't been able to charge back in games and be dangerous. They've just been, like, just good enough to not get um, run out the gym. That's kind of been their thing over the last couple weeks. It's like... Yeah, good enough to stick around. They play hard, enjoyable group, but not quite talented enough. But you get Malcolm Brogdon back. Thought he was, again, solid in this game. Helps you organize stuff. You get Scoot Henderson back. Um, he wore goggles. More on that in a moment. But it, it, Tamani Kamara gets after it on defense. If he's going to make threes, a game changer. He got after it on defense. Guards guards uh, Larry Markinen, you know, picks up full court. Really aggressive. Had a great block early in the game that... Um, that uh, that uh, Lamar heard's getting a lot of shoutouts. I enjoyed the broadcast tonight. Uh, that Lamar was really excited about. Jabari Walker's been really good on defense this year. I think he's made really impressive strides on defense, and he comes in and he competes his butt off, and um, he's physical and has active hands, and just like is a is a um, is a presence in terms of effort and second effort and being in the right spot on defense. And he's, and he's, um, you know, he's kind of growing into his frame too. So like the effort is backed up with like the physicality and the size to be impactful. 
And Matisse Thibel is just a wizard. He is not a normal defensive player. He's but he's a wizard. He kind of coaxes you into making passes you don't want to make and he's and he kind of reads okay you want to go back door so I'm going to pretend like you you know you can make that back cut and then I'm going to jump in that passing lane and then you're going to get panicked and I'm going to get a steal or I'm just going to fade behind this pass because I know I can get a hands on it like he has such good hands and such he's so he's unique in his approach um you know he's talked about it in the past that he kind of his style of defense is almost baiting players into taking difficult shots. It's not locking you up and saying you're not going to score. It's like it's it, he has this way of sort of coaxing mistakes out of out of people. And he was so so freaking good tonight. So those guys make threes, right? Uh, Matisse three of six, Jabari two of three, uh, Tumani two of three. That'll do, right? But then Matisse Thibel with the defensive playmaking, three steals and two blocks. Jabari Walker, two steals. Uh, Tamani Kamara, that one, the one block I mentioned. Blazers block, you know, they block six shots. They get nine steals. They force 24 turnovers for the Jazz. Um, 16 in the first half, another five in the third quarter ball game. Like the, the, the Utah just could never get organized. It was the activity of those guys. You know, I, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that this is like, this is the vision realized, and Joe Cronin is a genius, and all of these things. Um, I guess, actually, if you're like a Miami Heat fan listening, I'll look at let me barrel down the camera if you're watching on YouTube. Joe Cronin is a genius. He nailed it. <laughs> but really, what I think is like the vision that they're building for, building to, and who knows, like if these guys are involved when this team is good again, but like what they've prioritized as they've rebuilt this thing. And again, like the Blazers have mostly been bad this year, but like is size and length and activity, defensive activity on the wings and Kamara and Matisse Thibel and, and Jabari Walker check those boxes. Matisse has been shooting well all year, shooting well all year. Um, he, he dipped below 40%, but he's shooting above 38% and, and made threes against tonight. Tumani has not shot well and Jabari has not shot well. But if those guys are offensive players to go with the defensive activity you know they're going to bring it's a game changer and they were really good tonight and you can see the vision this is what they want to be can they be it consistently i don't know that's the difference right that's the difference in in good and bad players the difference in a bench player and a starter and starters and stars it's just like can you be at your best all the time or is this a function of the jazz who i thought um i thought the jazz contained the ball about as poorly as you'll see a team contain the ball I, I think that's the real issue it's not like that they were deeply disorganized a couple times in transition they're just not guarding anyone but like just containing the ball keep the ball in front of you so you don't have to help and you don't get in rotations the jazz did that ter terribly they just don't control the ball so you can beat someone off the dribble get into the paint or get towards the baseline help has to come ball swing 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 and the and you and the blazers made shots tonight i thought they were really unselfish i thought the ball movement was really good um and they just you know, they hung 65 on them in the first half. They were great. They would have hung another 65 if they had played their dudes down the final six minutes. Um, they were, they were rolling. It's uh, this was this was a really good game for them. This was game was headlined though by the return of Scoot Henderson. The reason why he's buried at the 16-minute mark is because he didn't play that well. Uh, I would say that he looked a little rusty after an extended um, time away, but this is just kind of how he's looked to begin his NBA career. He is. Still, it's still not 100% clear how he's going to score in the NBA. The jump shot's not there. Um, and his ability to get all the way into the paint, you know, he missed, 
This is great. The really wonderful scoop moment early in the game. He gets to the rim against Omer Yurt seven, and he misses a layup. Right hand side just missed the layup. He, good move. Just kind of came seemed to come out maybe off the the heel of his hand. Came out a little weird and just like d- didn't fall. And then he went back to it again on a, on a switch. Beats Yurt seven to the rim. Scoot came off the bench. I don't I don't I don't think I mentioned that. But Scoot came off the bench and 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 played uh, sixteen minutes. So he you know he's 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 on a minutes restriction and then they didn't play him at the end of the game because they didn't need to but uh, you know he's, he played at 1640 in, uh, in his first game back uh, and, and Chauncey Billups told reporters before the game he he had uh, he was going to be on a minutes restriction so he, he's you know he's obviously going to play like a little bit as he ramps up and like you know you don't expect him to come out firing or whatever but he, so he he comes out misses the layup comes back gets back to it on on a switch beats yurt 7 again gets to his right side this time he makes the layup it it rolls in and he does the too small thing where he like holds his hand down at his ankles and says you're too small scooter did not make another shot incredible moment yeah I, mean, I love the i love it um scoot's wearing goggles apparently he according to the broadcast brooke Olsendam uh reported on the bro- on blazers broadcast that scoot henderson had recently got contacts he's a new new contact wearer and he's if you're a new i'm not a contact person uh br- brag but like apparently it's the tendency of for a new contact wearer is to touch your eyes a lot mess with your contacts they feel weird you want to put your hands in your eyes and you just can't do that when you're playing basketball it's gonna you're gonna you're gonna mess things up. So he wore goggles to kind of keep his fingers out of his eyeballs, keep keep himself from messing with them. Um, fun look, scoot with goggles, a fun look. Like I'm 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 extremely into it. Um, it's not a hundred percent clear to me how he's gonna score in the league. Eventually, the pull up shooting is gonna be the limiting factor for him. Uh, like, can he shoot off the dribble? But that's like several steps down the line step number one is how can scoot score period can he, how can he score period because if he can't it's like oh he can't shoot you know can't shoot off the dribble like that's like was the thing that kind of held young deer and fox back and it's the thing that people talk about with with john moran a little bit but like those dudes are going to get mvp votes john moran already has deer and fox can get mvp votes this year he's been freaking great um that's a whole nother world right like we're talking about like how can scoot have a game. And I think that's kind of what I'm waiting for with him. Like he had seven assists in this game. A couple of them are literally like get caught with your dribble and pass it to someone. They hit a three. That works, baby. That's an assist. But assists are a great judge of playmaking always. They're a great job. Ju- they're a better judge of shot making often. Uh, but I think Scoop got into the paint a little bit later in the game. Um, he got himself, you know, can got downhill. I'd like to see him play with DeAndre Ayton and like more traditional pick and roll partners playing with like all smalls and they're spreading the spreading the court for him. I like sometimes just not bringing a, a screen for Scoot, just saying, hey, like use your athleticism to get past guys. But he, you know, a couple times he gets guys, you know, caught him. He didn't he didn't get past him with his first step and he tried he tried, you know, step overs and stuff like that and got caught up. Um, you know, he's he's just he's young and he's learning. Um I am I think it is I think it is easy to say that Scoot Henderson hasn't been very good without saying Scoot Henderson will never be good. <laughs> like to me that's simple. Uh to others maybe not, but um but uh I, I to me he just hasn't been good yet. Um you can see the outlines of someone who is figuring out how to make plays in the league. And maybe that's what he is he is first is like an elite playmaker again. He had seven assistants in less than 17 minutes. Like he gets the ball to his teammates and he wants to and he's a willing passer, but um I am curious about how he scores and that will be something I follow closely. If nothing else, 
I am so thankful that Scoot Henderson is back in the lineup because it's just so much more intriguing. I would rather watch the rookie number three overall pick struggle than watch Skylar Mays be competent. Skylar Mays is more effective at playing NBA basketball than Scoot right now, but for me, the intrigue is the future and the hope, not like Skylar Mays turning into like high-level competency, baby, doing what you do. I appreciate people who do what you do, but but for me, the intrigue of this team is what can they be? And Scoot is Scoot is the poster of what can they be? I'm so thankful that I get to watch him play basketball again and figure it out. How does he score? What does he do? How do they use him? Like, um, fascinating for me. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to watch. I'm excited to watch that unfold. Speaking of thankful, it's thankful season. I want to give a little bit of thanks to close the show. Um, This is not incredibly cliche where I tell you which Blazers player is green bean casserole, but the answer to that question is obviously Jeremy Grant. Uh, Join me in the second segment, or in the final segment, close the show. I'll give a little bit of thanks on this um, day of thanks here in the United States. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond. Still listening to Locked On Blazers. I have hosted the show for many years, and I have, um, I've, I've done all number of corny things. As one listener once said, you, sir, are on the cob, and indeed I am. Um, I'm not afraid of corny. <laughs> I love it. I embrace it. Um, I have done this in the past, though, where, you know, Damian Lillard is the turkey. He's the main dish. He's the blah, blah, blah. Then go on, like, uh, you know, I, I, uh, C.J. McCollum is stuffing. Part of me is compelled to do that again. There is a, there is certainly a part of me that wants to be corny. But I'll go the other route with my corniness. The most important thing the Blazers can do in every year is provide you entertainment. They can do other things and they can be an important part of your fabric and they can win championships and all of those things. But like the thing that they do largely broadly um and 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 sort of agnostic of the results is provide you entertainment aaron mesh who's the editor of willamette week here in town once described the blazers as their their sort of role in this and their 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 job in this is to provide enough entertainment until the weather gets good this team stinks The worst offense in the league. Um, there are nights when it's just like, oh, they're down 16. They 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 literally can't come back. And I mean that they stink in like a, lo- a truly loving way. Because I'm going to watch all 82 of these things. Many of the games, I will watch the fourth quarter again. An important stretch. I do not want you to feel sorry for me. I am here by choice. I love this stuff. But Mesh is right. The Blazers' job is to take us from now, when it is dark at 4.30 in Portland, to the spring, when it is still cold, still wet, but less so, and it's brighter later into the evening. The weather can get good. We get those false May days where it's like 85 degrees and incredible, and you think it's going to be summer, and then we have June. (laughs) Y'all remember June. There's a world in where it rains during the uh, Blazers championship parade. I look forward to it. I am thankful, though, that this Blazer team is, while they aren't good, 
and I have low expectations for them. I appreciate them because they bring it and they they are doing the thing they're supposed to do. They are, if you can bring yourself to it, enjoyable enough each and every night to get you to the spring. And I'm thankful for that because when you ask for more, when when your expectations get too high, they are always, or often at least, disappointing. I set my expectations insanely low in some ways so the Blazers could easily clear them. But in other ways, because that's kind of who I am. I'm a pessimist, right? But I find myself thankful for a team that's competitive, a team that is, um, heck, back getting closer to healthy so they're full so I can watch Scoot Henderson and I can watch Shaden Sharp and hopefully DeAndre Ayton's back from the back spasms soon so you can watch something that looks like what's the next version of the Blazers and think about a future spring when they're competitive and playing games that matter. I'm thankful for that opportunity. And I'm also thankful for you, dear listener. This show comes out on Thanksgiving uh, in America. Uh, if you're listening somewhere else, okay, I'll, I'm laughing because on the broadcast, they mentioned this uh, Australian fan who was in the building who traveled during the holidays. <laughs> I don't think Thanksgiving is an Australian holiday, um, but <laughs> nonetheless, in the building, glad you're there. Um, but this show's coming out on Thanksgiving, November 23rd for, uh, for, my, for my non-American listeners. If you're listening to this show, about this team on Thanksgiving. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really mean it. Uh, This is, I do this every day. I come down to my basement. uh, I spend about an hour down here, maybe sometimes more when it's harder to do so. um, And I, and I make a podcast and I am proud of the work I do. And I only am able to do it quite literally um, because I'm not a volunteer. (laughs) I need y'all. Um, I'm only able to do it because you're listening. So if you are one of the absolute lunatics listening to this on Thanksgiving, taking a break from family, or if you're not around family, just having having a walk and listen to a and listen to my goofy butt talk about the Trailblazers, laugh about international holidays and Scoot Anderson's fun goggles. Thanks, sincerely. Thank you. Thanks. We're gonna keep doing it. I'm not going anywhere. I am just, uh, we take, we usually take, you know, whatever these moments to be thankful for what we have. I'm thankful for you because that's what I got. Um, and I appreciate you and don't go anywhere, please. Or at least if you got to go somewhere because the team stinks and they're struggling and all that, come back because I'll still be here doing this in the basement with the microphone, making jokes, laughing at my own jokes, doing what I do. So I appreciate you. Thank you. Here's what I'm going to do. Another one tomorrow. Friday, heading into the weekend. Uh, Blazers on Sunday play Damian Lode for the first time post-trade. We will talk a little bit about that. We'll talk a little bit about um, what we've sort of seen from the Blazers this week. A look back, a look ahead, some statistical trends. It'll be fun. Five days a week, wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Tell your friends about the program. Um, If you're listening to this on Thanksgiving and you send it to a friend and they listen to it on Thanksgiving... I'll I'll buy you um, a beverage of your choice. Just send me send me proof. Send me proof. A beverage of your choice. I'll send it to your house one way or another uh, if you're not in town. 
I appreciate you listening. I really do. Come back. We'll do it again soon. Talk to you then.